Well, good morning. God bless you. Uh, it's podcast day. Uh, I'm going to pray for you here and then we'll get started. I uh, just pray and believe that you're having a good day. If not, it's not too late to turn it around and just make a decision that the rest of my day is going to be a good day. So Lord, I thank you now as I pray for all of those who are listening today around the world. Lord, I just pray now your anointing. I pray peace in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, for heavenly visitations. And I pray, Lord, all heaviness would just lift today. Uh, may it lift off of us. And may there be just a peace that would come in and blanket us. In Jesus' mighty name, I cast out. And I cast down every ungodly attack, every ungodly uh, thought now. And I thank you, Lord, now that your word would be stirred on the inside of us. Your word would quicken us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, once again, good morning. God bless you. Uh, I thank God for you. I hope these podcasts are helping you. Uh, please let me hear from you. Uh, let me know uh, you know how they've helped you. I, I'm trying to uh, create like a learning experience, like a mini school so that you can have, you know, school time, study time every Tuesday. And who knows, maybe we'll add a day in the near future as well. If you have your Bible, you can get it ready. And I'll start off, I'm going to exhort you here for a few minutes. And, and we've been in this, this spiritual vein, if you will, concerning fear, concerning end time anointings, uh, concerning victory, concerning faith, the Holy Spirit, so on and so forth. And obviously, the Lord has just geared us uh, towards the day in which we are in. And I'll tell you right now, I'm excited about it. Uh, I refuse to allow what God has us in the middle of turn to evil. God has us here for a specific reason. Uh, you have a specific ability, uh, not only the anointing, but God has created you individually, and you carry a certain characteristic or a certain trait uh, that God needs to anoint. Come on now, understand what I'm saying. Uh, you're an individual and you have uh, certain gifts, abilities. You think a certain way. Uh, you know, you act and operate a certain way and God needs to anoint that for this day and age in which we live. God needs to get information out through you, through the anointing that he places on your life, uh, whether it's in business uh, you know, marketplace ministry, whether it's a ministry of helps, whether it's in ministry, fivefold, whatever it is, uh, God needs to anoint what he has created you to be. Uh, therefore, uh, you'll be able to convey a certain information uh, a certain way because you are an individual and no one else can convey it but you. No one else uh, can do what God has created you to do. Uh, you just need God's anointing on your life. Come on now, that's good. That's a good word. Say amen to that. And, and, and God's anointing brings us into the supernatural realm. You know, I, I've been talking about the anointing. I've been talking about faith uh, since the day I've I came into the uh, ministry of the Holy Spirit. Uh, since I've uh, accepted Him or called on Him or received Him, I've been talking about the anointing because it's the anointing that's changed my life. I recently was talking to a man that came to church and visited, and he said, Pastor, I don't know how to explain it. He says, uh, when, I, when you prayed for me uh, and I was in the church, something came into my feet, it came up my legs, it got into my waist, and it came all the way up into my entire body. And he says, I'm changed. And I said, I understand, because the same thing, the Holy Spirit, not a thing, the same person, but he didn't know how to explain it. 
the, the same person, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the living God entered into my body uh, 26 years ago, 27 years ago. And I'll never forget the peace. I'll never forget the power. I'll never forget the authority that came into my being that day. And, and it's just a wonderful uh, operation of heaven that possesses you and that gives you supernatural ability uh, over and beyond uh, the uh, natural means, the uh, demons and devil that is the God or the prince of the air. Uh, not over us, but he is the God of a lot of people. Uh, if you got your Bible, I want you to take it uh, and turn into Galatians 5.16. We've been talking about this on Sunday. It's kind of been our theme text. But Galatians 5.16 says, uh, If you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, I want to take it a little further because uh, you may think when you hear that, if I get filled with the Holy Ghost, if, if I'm anointed, um, then I'm not going to you know, fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, let's look at this now. Uh, the anointing takes work on your part. Uh, not only do you, are you, do you receive an, an anointing at a certain place a certain time, meaning a date, so I can pinpoint uh, the anointing of God, I can pinpoint uh, back 26 uh, years, seven years ago, where I was when I received the Holy Spirit and when I got under an anointing and God anointed me and touched me uh, with a supernatural ability to convey a message to the earth. I can remember that day. Now, the anointing, if we look at 1 John 2.20, it talks about you have an unction uh, by the Holy One and you know all things. Now, you've heard me say this before. You don't become a know-it-all. Like, I don't know. I, I can't go to Lowe's and tell everybody everything about Lowe's. I don't know everything about guns. I don't know everything about cars. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about Bible things. Uh, you receive the person of the Holy Spirit, and then the, this unction or the, this smearing, uh, this power and ability that God uh, lays on you in a thick coat, like a like an oil, uh, it then it, it surges. It gives you power. Uh, it, it it you know it, it lives uh, on you. It it, it pushes uh, through you uh, power, information, understanding. It's a live, living thing. It's it's not just a a bottle of oil. And I'm not talking about a bottle of oil. I'm talking about the unction of the Holy Spirit or the power or the the, the indwelling uh, power of the Holy Ghost of God. So if you look at this, it comes on you, you know, at a certain time, but then if you don't replenish it or if you don't operate within it, uh, it'll begin to diminish. So the anointing uh, of God was, was created by God to do this, to go put, for him to put it on you, then you to operate within it. And as you operate within it, he replenishes it. So if you quit operating within it, let's just say you you try to leave it and live a worldly life. Well, then you're going to, it'll diminish, it, it'll come to an end. And then you're going to have to go find an anointing somewhere else. You say, preacher, that don't sound right to me. Okay, uh, just think about this in the Gospels. If you think about uh, uh, the, the ten virgins. So in the, the uh, testimony of the ten virgins, you got five virgins well, well, all 10 were getting ready for a, a wedding ceremony, a feast, all right? Uh, five of the, they all had oil, or let's just say the anointing. They had lamps, they had oil, uh, they were burning, 
They were on fire. Five of them ran out of oil, and they knew where to get new oil. Well, number one, how'd they run out? Did they leave what they knew to be right? Did they leave the gift that God placed on them? Did they quit operating in the person God created them to be? And the answer is yes, five of them did. Five of them got sloppy. Five of them got, you know, begin to live loose and live worldly. But the entire time the Bible alludes to, they knew where to get new oil. They knew where to fill their oil. And I'll tell you today, the place, the best place to fill your oil is in the house of God. You get to the altar of God. Now, I hate to say this, and it's sad that I have to, but not every church has oil to fill your lamp. Yeah, think about that for a minute. Now they should, but not everyone does because not every church understands the anointing. There's a lot of ignorant people, and that doesn't mean that's not a, a, a cut down or a, an incorrect term. They're just ignorant concerning the anointing. Therefore, they don't possess it to fill you with it. But if you get to an, an anointed house of God, if you get to a, a, a place where God dwells, a place where God leads, uh, where people surrender and submit to the vision of God, the house of God, and you get to that altar, there'll be an anointing present there. Now you can receive it or reject it, but it'll be there for you. So uh, let's say you, these five lost their anointing or they, 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 they poured out their anointing. How if they lost it or they use it? Either way, they didn't use it because they would have it would have replenished. So they lost it. They knew where to go for it, but they they then refused uh, to go back to where they used to go to get new oil. So uh, the, the 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 bridegroom calls. The the feast begins or is getting ready to begin. The five that had oil knew how precious it was. The five that didn't ask them for their oil, and they said no. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. You've got to get to a place, especially now uh, more than ever, we're getting ready to usher in the coming of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ. The, the skies are going to part. The clouds are going to part. Skies are going to open. The Messiah is going to come back. The horns are going to blow, and he's going to call all of his children, his people. He's going to call us, and we're going to leave this earth, and we're going to be raptured is the word. And you need an end time anointing. You need the anointing of God now more than ever, not only to get you and your family into this rapture, but you need to get uh, all those that you can. And the anointing on your life, a part of that anointing, or, or a section, however you want to put it, of that anointing is to bring people to heaven. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We have another scripture, Isaiah ten twenty seven. The anointing uh, destroys the yoke. And removes the burden. Well, what's a yoke? It's a bondage. It, 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 it'd be like this. If, you, if there's a certain sin, a certain action activity that you just fall for, that you can't get free from, uh, you're in bondage to it. You're yoked up to it. And it's heavy. And, and it's, the, the price of it is your life, your precious life. It's causing, causing you days. You're, your life's going to be shortened when you're, when you're uh, in bondage to Satan, he's shortening your life. And it's only by the anointing, the Bible says, that the, these bondages, these chains are broken. Uh, why is that? Because the anointing caused you to be strong. The, the Hebrew word is uh, because you get fat or you get built up. Uh, but the New Testament word is dunamis, you become strong. Uh, you, you get this uh, dunamis power. 
uh, and you become strong and the chains cannot hold you. That happens under the anointing. So you can break out of pornography. You can break out of perversion. You can break out of alcoholism. You can break out of uh, drug addiction, drug abuse. You can break out of these things, but only by way of the anointing. A lot of people get confused and think, you know, I can get saved, go to church, and that's going to get me free. Well, it's going to get you saved, that's for sure, and it's going to get you knowledge but if you subtract the Holy Spirit from that equation, you'll have no power to get free. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. You'll have no power, no ability to break the chains of that previous yoke. It's only by the anointing of God that you'll break those chains and then the word of God could come in and create a heavenly image of God, a heavenly image. Faith creates the image of God on the inside of you. So you'll create an image and you'll then be able to be who God created you to be, you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Preaching pretty good if I say so myself today. Amen. Now, I want to look at Romans 12 too. And I can go over these scriptures over and over again because these are this is an end time teaching. And the body of Christ is not going to be able to get enough of this. We're going to have to keep this in our eyes and in our ears because we know our eyes and our ears are the gates to our soul, and we have to go in the direction uh, of the of the Word of God. Amen. Romans twelve two says, "And be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good or God and acceptable of God, and what is the will of God." Once again, you may prove what is God and and what is accepted by God, and what is per- the perfect will of God for your life. Well, you're not going to do that with a worldly mindset. You're not going to do that with your mind, your eyes, your ears fixed on worldly information. Now, that's why he said uh, you need you need to be transformed. Now, if you were in uh, Sunday, I got into a deep study of this, and the word here, the word transformation is a really powerful word, and it's two words. The latter part of the word is formed. Whether you look at conformed or transformed, something's forming you. But the, 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 you got to first look at conformed. When you're conformed to something, that means that you are molded into something. That takes a, a, a period of time. But the word transformation, that's a spiritual term. The, to conform or conformity to something, uh, that's, that's limited to the flesh. Like if I want to, let's just say this. If I want to become a, a bodybuilder, you want to become a muscle man, you want to become a bodybuilder, you're going to conform. You can't transform into that bodybuilder image. No, you're limited to conform. So now you're going to have to take years uh, to conform and to build uh, a mes- muscle, to discipline yourself in muscle. That takes time. And the Bible says don't be conformed to this world. Like, don't, don't lend yourself to this world and allow this world to form an image on the inside of you. It said, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word, once again, transform is a spiritual term here, and that spiritual term uh, means it, it's a supernatural process to where in Ephesians it talks about a quickening experience because transformation is quickening. It's a quick uh, operation. Uh, and to be transformed, that we get the Greek meaning or idea of Enoch. The Bible says Enoch was transformed uh, from life. 
He didn't go to death. He went from life to life. He went from earth to heaven, bypassed the grave, and that was an operation of transformation. So this is what God says happens to us in the spirit. We can take on the mind of Christ. Uh, This is not the natural mind. This is not you going to Bible college. This is the mind of your spirit. You take on the understanding of the kingdom of God and you begin to bypass uh, every world, all the worldly information, so on and so forth. And, and now you're transformed immediately, that quick, boom, you're transformed, transformed, transformed. The, the, to be conformed takes years. Transformation is immediate. So uh, you have to now open yourself up, your eyes and your ears, to the things of God. To, to right worship. You, let me tell you this. You better be careful what worship and what preacher preachers, what worship music you listen to and what little preachers you listen to. And I'll tell you why. Because every person on the planet is driven by a spirit. Every single person. Either a God spirit or a demon spirit. And there's demon spirits uh, that use God Bible terminology to deceive God's people. So let's just look at worship music. If if, uh, worship music is derived uh, out of an evil heart, let's just say you got talented people, they want to sing worship music, they're living an evil life, and they begin to write songs, and the, the tune of the song, the tone and the tune and the notes are pleasing to your soul, and you get confused, and you begin to be soul-driven instead of spirit-led. Oh, I hope you're getting this today. Uh, you're not growing spiritually. You're feeding your soul. That's the old man. The spirit's the new man. Uh, if you even look in the last 10 and even 20 years, the progression of worship music has gotten worse and worse. worse. Uh, less God, uh, uh, certain tones... I believe even this, Satan got, has certain tones. Uh, he has uh, certain beats that move your soul. But then there, there's a, a heavenly sound that feeds your spirit. All right, let, let me pause here, and I'll get back to the preachers and, and, preach, uh, preachers and worship people. Let me write a little note so I don't forget. Preachers and worship people. All right, let's look at this. Yesterday, I began to lit, watch old videos uh, the twenty year or ten year old videos, fifteen year old videos. Look at old pictures. Everything I could find from the beginning. Uh, uh, certain songs in the videos came on, and I had an experience yesterday. I, I'm in my bedroom, and God. The only way I can tell t- say it to people, uh, God came in my bedroom. I had a visitation from heaven yesterday, and it all started with a certain song that had heavenly notes. And at the time, the certain song uh, was, uh, or the certain uh, uh, leader, worship leader, or music guy, whatever you call him, he was anointed by God, and he was writing. Mu- he was writing right music. He was writing heavenly music with heavenly notes that fed your spirit. And, and God uh, will write in on those kind of songs. So I'm in my room, and God comes in my room, in the presence of God, the glory of God, and all I could do was hide my face in a in a pillow and cry and weep like a baby. That's all I could do. I could do nothing else. I just said, God, I'm sorry. I don't know why. That's the first thing that came out of my mouth. I'm, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry if I let you down. 
I'm sorry. And while my face was pressed in the pillow, ugly crying, sobbing. And then the second thing is, is I kept saying, God, I'll do whatever you ask. God, I'll do whatever you ask. God, I'll do whatever you ask. And then uh, this went on. I don't know if it was a seconds or minutes. It seemed like an eternity. But then when I took the pillow down, uh, tears just began to fall from my face. Uh, the, the, the ugly cry face left, but then tears just streamed out of my, my eyes, just, just fell down my cheeks. And I just kept saying, God, I love you. God, I love you. I'll do whatever you tell me. I'll do whatever you tell me. Now that experience, I believe, yesterday happened because of a certain song that was anointed then, and it's still anointed today. And it was written by a pure heart and a man under the authority of God. And then the Lord began to share and give me instruction uh, during that time. And, and when I left that, that meeting, I was, I was broken, I was filled, I was undone, I was a lot of things. But the glory of God come in the room. So back to, to preachers and worship people that you open your eyes and your ears to, if it comes from a wrong spirit, I, I, I don't care how good it feels to your soul to sing it, the song goes, the spirit stays. The, the experience, that, that time goes, and a lot of people, and I know I, I'll get in a lot of trouble for this, but a lot of God's people are so shallow that they can go to a quote-unquote uh, revival-type meeting. Now, there's real revivals, there's real meetings, there's real conferences that God breathes on, that God's touching people authentically. But then there's, every time there's a real, there's going to be a fake because Satan's into the fake. He's limited, but he still is trying to mimic the things of God. So you look at this now. If you go into a fake meeting, and God's people do it all the time, and, and in that meeting, uh, Satan is after your soul. So he puts a beat to your soul. Your soul uh, attaches to it. Come on now, uh, this is good. Uh, he then you know, gets you dancing in a soul uh, uh, mindset. You'll begin to move in the soul realm. And then he'll have a little preacher come up uh, that, that's eloquent in speech, just like Paul said. He said, I'm not, or he refused to be. He was learned. He, he was a very uh, uh, educated man. But he said, when I came to you, I didn't came to come to you with fancy words of man's wisdom. But I came to you in the Holy Ghost Oh, come on now. And he came to us in power. Uh, and, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. So uh, if you go to these meetings, these men are learned, these women are learned, and they learn how to, to please your soul. They put together the most beautiful phrases, the most beautiful rhyming phrases. And the sad part is most of the body of Christ, they don't even know between the difference anymore. They'll go to a fancy preacher that has fancy words, fancy verbiage, puts together educated sentences and goes to go, they have a hot music set and, and a lot of the body of Christ leave there and say, oh my God, there was so much anointing there. Well, what happened beyond a good feeling? And the answer is most of the time, nothing. And, and we reduce what God is trying to do, transform us into something for a purpose uh, to, a, to a, a soul feeling with nothing supernatural happening. Oh, there's a lot here. I hope once again this is helping somebody. And the Bible even said that there'll come an end time spirit. If you go study First Second Timothy, First Second Thessalonians, it deals with this falling away or end time uh, spirit of Satan. That 
those will be there will be some that preach and they have a form of godliness meaning they know satan and demons know what words to use to tickle uh, most of the body of christ's fancy but they don't have the power of god this is a heavy subject i didn't intend on this god just driving and moving me in this direction this morning but i hope it's helping you i hope we understand you know we got to be careful uh, uh, you know, you better put your feelers up. You better start testing the spirits because the Bible says test the spirits. So if a song, a song comes on, l- let me ask you this. If uh, a lesbian couple, a gay couple, if, if a cheater husband, a cheater wife, uh, you know, I don't want, I'm not isolating anything. I'm talking about sin. If, if someone living in sin, like, you know, right in God's face sin, writes a beautiful worship song, and it has soulful notes, does that make it anointed? The answer is no. Well, why, preacher? You don't think a homosexual couple or a, a, a man of God that's cheating, uh, they're not a, they can't be anointed? The answer is no, they can't be anointed. The anointing rests on a pure heart. The anointing rests on a broken person, and the, and the anointing comes in and puts them back together and empowers them with a heavenly power. You're not going to uh, pervert the, the, the waters of heaven. You're not going to uh, you know, bring uncleanliness into a, a beautiful, clean uh, power and ability of God. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think good worship music can come out of a rebellious heart? The answer is No. If you answer that yes, or if you want to argue that point, Satan is rebellious. So do you think Satan can write good worship music? He can write worship music, but it's limited to to a, a, a soul appeasing. It's limited. He, it has to be soul-driven. It can't be spirit-led because he's of the wrong spirit. So if you have a pastor that makes you feel good, a preacher, a conference, that they puff you up soulfully, that's fine because you can go to a motivational uh, speaker, all right? You can go to a worldly motivational speaker. He can pump your soul up. He can't pump your spirit up. He can pump your soul up. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't tag it was anointed or God moved because God doesn't move unless there be an, the anointing of God. So you're going to have to understand is begin to test these spirits. Just because someone tags at a ministry and tags at a ministry conference and and puts a title in front of their name, pastor, prophet, evangelist, and on it goes, uh, apostle, so on and so forth, uh, doesn't mean it's anointed. And just because it feels good to one part of the three parts that make you a being doesn't mean it's godly. We got to wisen up. We got to wake up. The body of Christ needs to wake up and we need to get anointed like never before, and we need to be bold like never before, and we need to take on not a, not a, a soulful righteousness, but a spiritual righteousness, and we need to be right and in line with God, and we need to start rescuing the world. Glory to God. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. We're out of time. I don't know where the time goes, but we're out of time. I want to hear from you this week, this today. When you listen to this, I want to hear from you. Give me some feedback, whether it be on social media, call the church, you know, get some good notes, and let me hear back from you. I know this is a heavy subject, but we got some work to do. The body of Christ got some work to do, and there's some ground we need to take now in this hour. Well, let me pray over you again. Lord, I thank you now that this message that has come from the throne room of God today 
May it rest on the inside of us. May it take root. May there be an anointing to receive it, ears to hear it. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Once again, I call you highly favored of the Lord, healthy, strong, full of God life. In Jesus' name, and I speak Isaiah 54, 17. Uh, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Until next time, I love you and God bless you.